Welcome to the Messiah Podcast. We are so glad you tuned in today. Whether you are driving, doing chores, or taking a walk, we hope the Lord quiets your head and your heart to hear truth and be challenged through His Word. Without further ado, let's dive into the message. Well, grab a Bible and uh, start turning over to the Gospel of Mark in the New Testament. We are starting a new message series, and uh, I'm really excited about this. I'll tell you more along the way about Mark. And, uh, but we've been in this message series over the summertime about rebuilding, and uh, we used the book of Nehemiah. You might recall, you know, the Israelites were banished to Babylon. They came back. They rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. Ezra, they rebuilt the temple of Jerusalem. And then there was a new normal for all of them because they had never been able to gather. They had never worshipped together. Um, and it was a new, it was creating a new normal. Well, I hope you're okay with this fall. Uh, we're going to be talking about what does this new normal mean? What is it? What is it? Because I don't know about you, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to the way it was before COVID. I really don't. If you think about where the church was, the church was dying, it was descending, it was declining. I think the church became more apathetic. And, uh, and I think COVID has renewed and revived and given us a new opportunity for a whole new ministry that's on the horizon. It's actually here and it's going to continue to, to change and develop and grow and all of us are a part of it. If you remember last year we talked about getting the game and that was to get us ready to get in the game. Well if you haven't realized you're in the game. Every person's in the game. And it's a matter of what part you want to play in God's kingdom in that game. We're in it now. We don't have to prepare for it anymore. We're already in it. It's happening. It's around us. And it's changing everything. The normal is changing. And you know that in your own life. It's changing in our faith life. It's changing uh, in Christianity. It's changing in the church life. It's changing in our families. I mean, if you look around... Where's the rest of the church? They're online. That's our new normal. That the church is online and the church is present. And uh, those are new normals that we're, we're getting very used to. And what does it mean for the future? So we're going to use the Gospel of Mark. Now let me explain Mark. Uh, Mark was written to the Romans. Now Mark is a Jewish Christian, okay? But he's writing specifically to the Romans, the unbelievers, the Gentiles. Where Luke just wanted to put together an account for the Jewish people, for everybody. Matthew was writing as a Jew to the Jews, but Mark said, you know what, I want to do something different. I'm going to write to the Romans. I'm going to write to the unbelievers. And I'm going to try to put something together for the unbelievers. And so as we look at Mark, I want you to look with a couple of different eyes. Uh, one, in this series of New Normal, we want to reconnect with God in, a, in an incredible way because I know COVID kind of threw us a little bit. So for some of you, it's been hard to worship online. Um, and for some of you, you grabbed right onto it. Others, it's hard. And so we're going to really spend the time this fall reconnecting with Jesus. We're going to spend a lot of time rebuilding our relationship with Jesus. But we're going to do it through the eyes of Mark, written to the unbeliever, so that, so that as you not only absorb Mark for your life, hopefully it's going to help you to go, Wow, I understand how Mark was identifying or trying to reach the unbelieving population of Rome because, remember, they were under the jurisdiction and under the control of Rome. 
Um, that's why it was the Roman soldiers who crucified Jesus. Okay, so they were under Rome's authority. And he said, well, I'm going to write to Rome. I'm going to write to the people who don't know the first thing about God, don't know this first thing about who Jesus was. So keep that in mind as we're looking at this, okay? All right, I want to dive in because I'm, I'm super excited about what I got to share with you today and uh, about just what we're going to learn. Okay, so verse 1. The beginning of the good news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Okay, so he quotes Isaiah. That They probably didn't have a clue who Isaiah was, was. But let's go back to the first sentence. There's more power packed in that one sentence. The beginning of the good news, that's called the gospel. That's what gospel means is good news. The beginning of the good news about Jesus. Now he wanted the Romans to know immediately from, from the first words out of his mouth, who's Jesus? The Messiah. Not a teacher, not a prophet, not a good man, not a miracle worker, not just a, a Jewish person. He is Jesus, the Messiah, meaning Savior, meaning anointed one. The word Jesus is actually the Old Testament Joshua, which is the one who saves. So the one who saves, Jesus, he's the Messiah, the anointed one, the coming one. So that it's just like from the get-go, they'd be like, holy smokes, you're hitting us right between the eyes here. This Jesus, he is the Messiah, not just the Messiah, he is the Son of God. And, and I love how he's like, got that straight? And I'm sure everybody was like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? What did you just say? And it's like, if he would have wrote the first sentence and then said, I'm done with my book, it would have been enough. Because he said it all in one little phrase. I mean, when people ask you, who's Jesus? Simple. He's the Messiah. He's the Son of God. He's the Lord of my life. That's who he is. Nothing more to say. If the people want to know more, you can tell them more. Who is Jesus? He's my Savior. That's Jesus. That's the name Jesus, the one who saves. He's my Lord of my life. He is God himself. See, and this is where, let's, let's pause for a minute and let's consider, maybe zooming out a little bit in a bigger level. You want to talk about a new normal. God, Creator. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So last weekend, uh, I wasn't here, and uh, my, Lori and I went down to the Creation Museum and spent a day there all about, in the beginning, God. It was amazing. And then we went to the Ark Encounter, see Noah's Ark in person. Um, amazing. I'll have to show you a picture at some point. But you know what? It's just amazing to see there, to see these things, because in the beginning, God. It's all about God the Creator. Now, you want to talk a new normal with Jesus. The Creator of the universe, which we can't fathom, the Creator of every little bug. I didn't like that ex exhibition on the bugs. I kind of walked through that and I'm like, ah, I just think I'm going to pass through here. Um, I like to sleep at night. And, uh, but when you think about the Creator, 
becoming created, a part of his creation. How crazy would that be? Imagine Jesus' first day waking up crying. Hungry. That was all new. And it's now 30 years later and he's starting a ministry. I mean, let's not just gloss past what it must have been like as the Creator coming down and being a part of a broken world and a sinful world when you're a holy, righteous God, now you've taken on human flesh, your God and flesh, Messiah, anointed one, set apart for a purpose of God, that's what Messiah means, on this planet Earth, and you're witnessing how your creation has gone completely awry, and you're part of it. Don't think that was easy for Jesus. It must have made him cry every day to see what we made of his world and how he watched every broken part of society. But God became flesh. Okay. So he quotes Isaiah, I'm going to send my messenger. He's talking about John. So let's get right into John. Here's a new normal. And so John the Baptist, meaning the one who baptizes, so you can almost call him John the Baptizer, appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me comes the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. How many times have you read that and glossed past this until you think about a new normal? So here's what you have. He preached a baptism of repentance. Folks, you know what an altar is? It's where animals were sacrificed in Jerusalem. If you sinned, you had to bring in your favorite animal, your favorite sheep, your favorite lamb, and you had to bring it, and the lamb didn't do anything wrong, but you had to actually cut the throat yourself that the lamb had to pay for the price of your sin. You had to make that lamb pay. And that was so overwhelming for people to be able to do. It really did slow sin down a little bit because you knew that when you sinned, you were going to have to take the life of your favorite lamb. And that was a forerunner for the lamb of God, Jesus himself. So they had to like bring their animals, put it on, the altar, sacrifice it. God would smell the meat roasting, just like a barbecue. He'd be like, somebody is repenting. Somebody's asking for forgiveness. Now we have a new normal. Go out to John and get baptized in the water for the forgiveness of your sins. What? Where did this go? Go out there, get dumped, and I get forgiveness? Did you catch who went? They went out. Now, now let me give you a picture. Here's the first map. 
And I'm sorry, I forgot my pointer. You're going to have to kind of look. See Jerusalem right in the middle there? And then if you look to the far right, you can see this, the Dead Sea, and then you see that river going up. That's the Jordan River. So the people of Jerusalem, and not just a couple of them. Um, let's go back here. Um, maybe I didn't get to it yet. Um, all of Jerusalem went out to get baptized. Now, this doesn't look like a big journey. But remember, they're walking. It's about the same distance as if you walked from here to the Bay City River. About the same distance. Except you're going to go descend about a half a mile, 3,300 feet, down to the Jordan River. Going down would be easy. It's coming back. That would be a little bit more challenging. So they went. I mean, imagine. Imagine if you wanted to get baptized, you had to walk to the Bay City River and get baptized to get right with God. And they did. That was a new normal. And from this guy who's wearing camel's hair. Now, why is Mark telling us this? Because they were used to seeing the priests. The priests were in the robes with the little tinker bells on the bottom so that when they walked around, it would tinkle, 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 you know. They would, everybody would hear them, you know, clanking, you know. And, uh, and they went from the, the, the priests garb to this camel's hair and here's the next one this is probably what john looked like does that look like a priest in a church heavens no you want to talk about a new normal yeah go get baptized by the homeless guy down by the river he eats locusts yeah that's the new church that's the new faith. Wouldn't that mess with you? I'm guessing you would go, uh, I don't know about this. This is a new normal. And yet, that's where the ministry of Jesus began. Okay. So now we hear that one's coming after him. Verse 9, at that time, Jesus came from Nazareth, Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Okay, I'm going to stop there for a minute. So, this last November, we went to uh, Israel. And um, you can get baptized in a really nice, pretty place. And so this is one we were baptizing. You might recognize Jim there. And Ron and I were baptizing Jim. And, uh, but a couple years ago, uh, we got baptized in a place that's probably a little bit more authentic to where Jesus was baptized, and it looked like this. Um, now, notice Corey's on this side, Steve's on that side, uh, I'm getting baptized. Now, I just want to commentate for you about what's going on. Uh, Steve's like, wait, wait, look at his arms, he's flexing his arm, wait, wait. Okay, now they dump me. Now look at Steve puts his hand on top of Corey and says, wait, wait, keep him under, keep him under, keep him under, keep him under. But notice how dirty it is. Yeah, eventually I did come up gasping. I think that was Steve's way of just kind of getting back at me. But do you see the new normal? I want you to go down to the Jordan River and get in and get baptized. I want you to be different for God. Are you following this? 
because we're living among, if you will, the Romans. We're living among ungodly people. And we're watching a nation right now turning away from God and turning over to science 100%. You're not hearing God. You're hearing science, science, data, science, science, science. God's out. Science is in. That's a very significant shift of COVID-19. A very deliberate one. And yet we're seeing fires, we're seeing hurricanes, we're seeing tornadoes. And we need God more than we've ever needed God, but somehow science is the answer, that's the solution. We are speaking to a Roman world now. We are speaking to a world that is not Christian. That's very conscious and deliberately changing. And the new normal is how do I as a believer in Christ live in this new world? This new world that just turned upside down, but now God, that's what we're going to learn in Mark. God, how do I do this? How do I live? What's the message? What's important? So Jesus comes down, and I love, this is my favorite picture. Jesus comes to get baptized. And here's a rendition of somebody that... Imagine God being baptized. That's overwhelming to me. God did not need to be baptized, but he got baptized. He led the way for us. And he wants us to get baptized. All right, let's go back to verse 9. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. I love that. You have the Trinity from the get-go. There's no word Trinity in the Bible. But you have God the Father speaking the voice. You have God the Spirit in the form of a dove. You have Jesus, the Messiah, who's getting baptized as a testimony to everybody that God is present and pleased with Jesus. And this is how he started his ministry, his public open ministry among us as broken people in order to save us. That was his goal, is to save us. And I love how Jesus was the first, you know, he said, I'm going to start there. And I'm going to allow a sinner, love this, I'm going to allow a sinner to submerge me. And then they got to watch God's favor. And you know, I don't know how it is for you, what you think, you know, like, because we are so broken. You know, the one thing with age that I'm realizing is that the longer you live, the more broken you realize you really are and how messed up you really are. It seems like age does that to you, that you're like, man, I, I'm really messed up. And yet, God loves us the same. You know, every Sunday, we have a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you. The Lord look upon you with what? His favor. The same pronouncement. 
that God gave to Jesus, you are my son, with you I am well pleased. God looks upon us with favor. God is pleased with us. Because of what we did? Heavens no. Uh, turn over to Ephesians chapter 2. Now we're coming back to Mark, but turn to Ephesians 2 for just a moment. Verse 8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. In other words, we can't take any credit for God's favor. We can't take any credit for God's grace. We can't take any credit for God whatsoever. It is only by His grace, His favor, His faithfulness, His love for us, and He's creating a new normal. See, even as a church, our new normal, our normal is changing. You know, you know that I've been out in the garage a lot and um, every week. And I'll tell you what, I, I wouldn't want to trade that right now for the world. The opportunities for ministry daily are incredible. No different than the, the opportunities you have every day. I mean, this week, a driver came in from one of our parts houses, came in and got out of the car. He's kind of a new driver, and I just said, you know, how are you? And he said, I'm, I'm not good. What's going on? He said, my grandpa died two days ago. And I said, I'm really sorry to hear that. He said, and my grandma died two weeks ago. I said, that's a lot of loss. He goes, yeah, I'm really struggling. I said, what can I do for you? And he said, would you pray for me? I could do that. I said, you bet. And so I didn't, I didn't offer it right away. I didn't know where he was. And so we just we talked for quite a long time. And God just gave me a few minutes to just care for him and love him. And I said, you know, I don't want to pray for you without you. Can I pray for you right now? He goes, we, you would? Yeah, I'd like that. And we just prayed right there in the shop. That's the new normal, folks. That's the church in action. But that's me, and I know you have opportunities daily to pray with the people that you're with, to love the people that you're with, to care for the people that you're with, wherever God takes you. The new church is doing ministry seven days a week, not just on Sunday. It's doing it all week long, every day. And uh, so I, I want to show you one video of something that happened this last week. So I want to set the video up. We had a, a gal come in um, about 10 days ago. She came into the shop and she said, I'm, I'm in trouble. My car's overheating. We look at the car. It's got over 300,000 miles. Well, 297,900 miles. That's a lot of miles. And she needs a head gasket. Like, it's not worth it. And she got out of the car with a baby about this big and two other kids in the car. And she said, I'm living in the shelter house. She said, I've been beaten up by, pretty bad by my husband. And she said, and now my car's shot? 
We're so privileged. The day before, see, God had given us a car weeks earlier, and the day before, I said, God, you've got this car. I don't know who's supposed to get this car. Who's supposed to get this car? And she drove in the next day. Um, I asked her if she would make a short video. Take a look. Thank you so much for donating this car because my family can really use it. And I'm homeless in the shelter and it's going to do a miracle for me and give my kids heat. And I haven't had a coat for three years, so now I have a coat and a car that has heat. My kids are really going to love it. And I'm really excited and I'm really happy that Ed helped me get into this car. And I just want to let you guys know that you guys are doing wonders for families that really need it. So please keep on donating and being helpful people. Amazing. I can't wait to circle back around to the family who donated the car and share this with them. See, we're living in a new world. We're living in a new normal. The first step I think we can take away from this lesson today, get right with God. They went out repenting and saying, God, forgive us for our sins. That's the best place for us to start, is to say, forgive us. And then immediately following, God, here I am, use me. Wherever I am, use me. Because we're living in an unbelieving world that's becoming more unchristian and turning their backs on God more than ever before. God, equip me, strengthen my faith, and help me so that every day I can be a witness. And I don't think God's going to ask you to wear camel, camel's hair. Uh, to, I don't think He's going to ask you to do that and eat locusts. But I can tell you this, God is going to ask you to be different. He's going to ask you to live different. To be different. To swim against the stream so that people can see you're different because of your love for Jesus. And they're going to realize that they're missing out because you have something they long for, they've denied, they've turned their back on, they don't want, they may not even know about. I'm amazed at how every wedding and sometimes funerals, there's more people there who are, if you will, Roman, don't know about God, and I'm teaching about a wedding and how it's so biblical. Things are changing rapidly. Use this time in Mark, um, and I'm going to encourage you, start reading the book of Mark so that you get a really good overview, so that when we look at it each week, you're going you're, you're to approach it differently and approach it from the eyes of God. Equip me. Strengthen my relationship with you and equip me for this new season of normal. Let's pray, okay? God, you're absolutely amazing at what you do. I'll never understand your desire to come into a broken world, to save sinners who are so broken, but you did. And you did it willingly. You did it knowing you had to end your life here on earth with a cross. You knew it when you started. I can't understand that kind of love. I, I pray, Father, for the whole faith family, 
and anybody who watches this message, that they would first come to you recognizing their brokenness and just confess to you how broken they are, including me. And then to hear your favor and your grace and your love and your forgiveness so that we're, we're believers in Christ who live in grace each and every day. We have your favor, we have your grace. Then help us to be a witness in this new season of normal. Let's create the normal as a testimony to your love. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said, amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you are challenged and encouraged to walk in truth in your everyday. Please share with friends and family, and we can't wait to have you next time on the Messiah Podcast.